The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, President and Owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with my son, David Wickert, who's a licensed loan consultant and loan consultant manager and marketing guy. Okay. Overall. All the hats. All the hats. If you've got a question or comment, you can call us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. So it's Memorial Day, which... Always remember and don't forget, we're honoring people who have died serving the United States uh, Armed Forces, different from Veterans Day. Yes. Um, Over America's 243-year history, 1.35 million people have died serving in the armed services, about half in combat and half from wounds or other reasons like disease related to the combat. To put that in perspective, your mother asked me when I shared that, information with her this morning she Mm -hmm. said how many jews died in the holocaust six million wow just to put that in perspective uh by the way half of the deaths of of american service people Mm -hmm. occurred during what war the civil war the civil war yep another four hundred five thousand in world war ii So between those two, over a million of our 1.35 million. Yeah. Every life is equally precious, but to put things in perspective on how we're doing like better as a world, Mm -hmm. the total number of servicemen and women killed in the war in Afghanistan and Iraq was 6,700. So (sighs) from the hundreds of thousands into the thousands again, that doesn't minimize any one of those 600 and 6,700 deaths. But speaking of Memorial Day weekend, it's also the weekend when radio station WKOH conducts their Miracle Marathon to raise money for Children's Hospital. This was their 22nd effort. Wow. Hats off to them for raising $1.1 million to benefit Children's Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. We helped a little bit by donating $11,000 to the cause. Cool. Bidding on and winning the business invasion. I also personally took advantage of their offer to obtain two tickets to Paul McCartney Uh at Lambeau Field in exchange for a donation. Inside the stadium? Uh, Yeah, in a suite. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of takes the rain element out of it. And by the way, in case I didn't, did you know that your father, me, I used to say the Pledge of Allegiance at the Memorial Day Parade in the town of Lake, otherwise known as Bayview. Back in the day. I wonder if they still have a parade there. I should go. I think when I was like Lake. four or five, I memorized the Pledge of Allegiance. My grandfather, Frank V. Wicker, Frank Vaughn, was the uh, marshal and one of the key organizers of that parade, which was always a lot of fun. And yeah. Boy, I was nervous when I did that. All right. Let's get down to some housing-related business. The Federal Reserve, you know, their main job is... you know, monetary policy. Managing unemployment and inflation. Right, that's their job. And so they set short-term interest rates, which, by the way, Fannie Mae has now come out and reduced their number of Fed rate hike increases for this year and next year to? Zero. Zero. Hmm. That's right. 
So they're not calling for any cuts either. But just, folks, that means that the rate on your home equity line of credit like, is going to stay at 5.5. It's like getting to bet on the basketball game after the final buzzer. Yeah, but yeah I bet that the Milwaukee didn't win last yeah. night, which was depressing. Okay, so anyway, one other thing that they do is they do a survey on economic health. They've been doing this for six years of U.S. households. They survey 11,000 Americans wow. that are representative from a income, uh, education, race, location, so these like these eleven thousand people are supposed to really reflect three hundred and thirty million people. That's right. Um, and why this matters, how people think and feel about their economic well-being impacts whether or not they're going to buy a house or buy a bigger house. That's why we're talking about this. The yeah. headline number that caught my eye it was reported by Fox Business News, and then of course I went and read the actual report. And I think you said you read this report too. Is the percentage yes. of people uh who could or could not cover a four hundred dollar unexpected expense you know let's say a furnace sure. car repair something like that with either cash savings or a credit card that they would then pay off the very next month okay. so cash or its equivalent you already know the answer uh, well i was it like 40 percent 61 percent 61 percent could cover that which means 39% could not. Yeah. Wait, uh, but could. Oh. 61% could. of the United uh, States. Right. That is up. The 61% number is up from 2013 when only half huh. could cover. So the economy, by this measure, is getting better. 37% say that they could either cover that $400 expense by either selling something, you know, like online, you know, sell these, right. whatever. Right. Uh, or that they could borrow the money. And then uh, one out of 12 said they could not cover that expense at all. I think we are spoiled, David, in that every day in our normal course of business, we're talking to people who are economically at that point. Yeah, well off enough that they have the income either to own a home or the income and savings to possibly buy one. Right. A couple of other quick nuggets from the survey that I thought were interesting. When asked about their finances, 75% of adults say they are either doing okay or living comfortably. Okay. Uh, that's 12 percentage points better than in 2013. Not surprisingly, we see this over and over again. Adults with a bachelor's degree or higher are significantly more likely to be doing at least okay, 87%. If you have a high school degree or less, that drops to 64%. This is interesting. 56% of adults, so a little more than half, say they're better off financially than their parents were at the same age. Really? Yeah. Uh, as for income, 25, uh, 25%, one quarter of the households had family income of $25,000 or less. If you move that bar to 40000 that covers more than a third, 37%. I'm going to tell you, by the way, uh, in the next segment, a story about a couple, a retired couple, who undoubtedly has less than $40,000 of income, mm -hmm. but they have $1.6 of assets. Good problem. So not everybody with low income yes. is poor, Yes. just by the way. 27% uh, of households uh, have a little more than, uh, that's a little more than a quarter report, income over 100000 hmm. and 53% of, of households earn more than 50000 So that's not expected. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about my retired couple who called this week and how we're helping them use their money more smartly. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. 
Welcome back to the show. And uh, if you have a question or comment, you can call or text us at 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And uh, all right, so I want to tell you a little bit of a story here. I got a call from a retired couple. and On the advice of their financial advisor? On the advice of their financial advisor. They are uh, already have an accepted offer on a new construction condo in oh. Waukesha County hmm. where there are 12 units in the uh, development and there are... Is this closer to a $200,000 condo or a $400,000 uh, condo? A little over five. Okay. Yep, very nice condo. And so uh, what's one issue, David, since of the 12, only eight are constructed right now? You are not eligible for mortgages that are backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That's right. So luckily, we have... More than one kick at the can? Chocolate and strawberry, mm. in addition to vanilla. Mm. So we have a portfolio uh, lender, a bank, who will do what are called, in, in this case, non-warrantable condos, meaning they are outside the box of Fannie and Freddie. And so we got that covered, and we're going to, a 15-year fixed is the flavor that I'm proposing here. Sweet. And so, first of all, you should also know that they're selling their home in Tosa, mm -hmm. low 500s. Oh, that's all? Yeah. And they're doing it for sale by owner, hmm. which, so they're trying to save the real estate commission. Gave them some helpful information there, <clears throat> you know, things to look out for, like, hey, when you're evaluating offers, offers that might have pre-approval letters attached to them, why don't you look at the details hmm. and notice that all the ones that come from big banks will say, yeah, we checked. Nothing. Mr. and Mrs. Biden. No, they've checked their credit. Yeah. But they haven't verified their income mm. or assets. So yeah. I said, if you get one that happens to have a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval letter from Acunet, you might want to pay special attention to yeah, that. Yeah, we're not kidding. Right. And then also send them. Yeah, talked about some other things that they can look for. All right, so the bottom line is they have a very small mortgage on that property. They're going to walk away, by my estimate, after paying for property tax prorations. Yeah, you just don't take the money from the closing right. and walk away. Correct. You have to give money to the buyer, reflective of the property taxes for right. the year in which you sold. State of Wisconsin transfer tax, which will be over $1,500. And you have to buy a owner's title insurance policy. Mm -hmm. That's about $1,200 on this particular case and pay somebody to do the closing paperwork that yep. a realtor would normally do. Yep. Anyway, I figure they're going to walk away with one half of a million dollars. Cool. And so their advisor had said, well, call Brian. And you know maybe you should take a $100,000 mortgage. So Don't like bury it all in the new house. Roll the four hundred thousand over and keep a hundred out. Yeah. And so I said, okay, fine, we can help you do that. I said, you know, this is the question I asked. The financial advisor's name is Bill. I said, over the last five years, what kind of an annual rate of return has Bill been getting you on your money? Yeah. The guy quickly said, uh, between seven and eight and a half percent. And so I replied and said, Well, what if I could lend you money at three point eight seven five? Yeah. And then you took the money that you didn't pay down and you gave it the bill to manage and he made seven or eight percent on it. That's called being a bank. That's called being a bank. And so I started out at two hundred thousand dollars. I said, here's what the loan what the payment would be at like two hundred thousand dollars. And then I also point out on a fifteen year fixed, over half, fifty six percent of your very first payment is going towards principal. Yeah. So the overall interest I calculated was really small. You know, on the, I think on a $200,000 loan, it was uh, $7,260 okay. over the first year. Yeah. Then if you give that $200,000 to Bill and he makes 7%, that's fourteen grand. That is more. That's more. 
So I said, now maybe we don't want to go whole hog. Maybe you don't want to put all the money down. Maybe you don't want to, you know, take out the maximum mortgage. And I'll tell you what that fellow said mm. when we come back from this break. You are listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. So we're talking about a retired couple who um, is looking to sell their single-family home. Uh, Clear a, a bunch of money. Yeah, like a half million dollars, and, and then buy a new construction condo. And luckily, we have a portfolio lender who can help us out for this very going to be very well qualified couple um and so we were talking about well should you take a hundred thousand dollar mortgage at 3.875 on a 15-year fixed or should you take uh you know two hundred thousand or you know maybe like the max like four hundred thousand and i was explaining how if he gives the money he's not going to use for the down payment he gives it to the financial advisor who introduced us who was reportedly earning seven to eight percent on their investable assets uh, you know, how, how, which maybe you don't want What's to go to either extreme. Point? Maybe you want to go right in the middle. He yeah. said, no, this makes a ton of sense. I want the maximum mortgage. <laughs> I'll take 400. Wow. Yeah, so fast study. Um, then, uh, though it turns out, for the portfolio money, they have to put 30% down. Okay. Okay, so. He was about to put 80% down. That's so. right. That's right. So they're very happy about that. Now, the other, though, issue is because they're smart. They are living off their investment portfolio, but they're using their non-retirement income first, or you know, savings first to supplement their monthly expenses. Okay, <clears throat> and uh, and so they're only reporting Social Security income. Great, you know, maybe combined it's thirty-five hundred. You know, they are in that forty thousand and under category that we were talking about in the Federal on, Reserve on purpose, right? But they have you know over a million and a half dollars of assets. Okay. And so the technique that we're going to use, once again, we've talked about it before on the show. I think we do this five times a week. Yep. But and it's, I've got another customer just, by the way, who's having trouble believing that this is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, we have them take out a, um, and, and in this case on the portfolio loan, David, Yeah. we don't even have to show the money coming out. Slick. We just Here, need a, I am capable of yeah, doing the, this. Show us the amount that they have in IRAs. Yes. And then... Give us a letter saying they will begin taking it out. Because this is about turning your assets into income. Correct. So when you take money out of an IRA, it's income. Although weirdly, if you take it out of a Roth, it's not taxable income. It's still income. Is it? Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, you don't have to pay tax on it. But when you take it out of an IRA, we get to count it as income. You don't have to continue doing it after closing. And some tax experts, i got to check this out with Cousin Paul. Say that if you put it back in within 60 days of taking it out, um, the, your IRA custodian will not report it on a 1099 as income. Yeah. I have somebody that's not so sure about that. Correct myself. Roth IRA is, does not count as income. Right, right, right. Right. doesn't count. But it, we can do it right. for our purposes. Right. But on your tax return. on your tax return, yep. you don't report it anywhere. Right. Because you already paid taxes. You on already it. paid tax on it going in. So once again... Yeah, I, I was just going to tell you, I had a couple come into the office on Friday at 4 p.m. to do a pre-approval, and they're going to be doing um, a bridge loan, you know, proceeds from the sale of their home. And, hey, we want to do 20% down. And, again, I did the, you know, just to give you some information, mm -hmm. if you did 
10% down, your payment would be X different and you'd keep Y. Uh, yeah, y yeah, what are we talking about here in terms of uh, purchase price? 400, uh, 300? Two, uh, 300. Okay, so 10% so difference is $30,000. $30, and, and so what I told them was, hey, so 10%, because this what they cared about was monthly payment, okay. ultimately. But what I shared with them was, for every dollar you put down after 10%, for every 1000 your payment goes down 5 bucks. $5. So at what point does it not become worth it to put more money down? Just like you're mm -hmm. a half-million-dollar person, and these folks buying a $300,000 house, it's when you put, tw you know... But David, nobody likes to pay PMI because if you put less than twenty percent down, then mm -hmm. you have to pay PMI. Who in their right mind would ever pay PMI? Me. Okay. Well, let's talk about that um, yeah. after the news because I've got a follow-up story where this is an element uh, of that story as well. This is on our newly successful home shopper. Yeah. Uh, who struck out eight times and then got a home run on on uh, at bat number nine. Yes. Uh, and so that that transaction is progressing along. So I want to give you an update on that. Plus, we'll do a little rate roundup after the um, news. Rates continue to be extremely favorable thanks to the trade tariff. And now Theresa May resigning. We'll get to all that right after the news. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, I've got a quick Bart Starr story for you. Do you remember uh, that in 2012, during the presidential election, you and oh, I... Oh, yeah. Yes, you and I went to the Mitt Romney uh, rally at uh, Wisconsin State Fair Park. Four days before the election. Four days before the election. Uh, we paid up a little extra in donation to get like in the front row. Yes. And you remember, so they had every Republican under the sun. They started like with the dog catcher of yes. Waukesha County, and then they worked their way up to the governor. Yes. They had Tommy Thompson there. I remember Tommy Thompson did 100 push-ups. Yes. You remember that? Crowd went wild. But then the capper before Mitt came on the stage, Bart Starr walked out on stage. Oh, could have heard a pin drop. You thought you were in church with the Pope presiding. Yes. Could have, the respect that Bart Starr commanded in that room was really phenomenal. And then when he stepped off the stage and oh, wobbled almost, for a second, yeah, yeah. Uh, the it, hope it got more quiet. Right. Every Secret Service man and cameraman went to try. Oh my him. gosh. And and the entire crowd. That's right. Sucked up. All right. So that's my memory of uh, Bart Starr. In addition to you know watching him play when yeah. I was a kid. I was a little kid then. All right, so let's talk about, we were talking about before the news, how nobody wants to pay for PMI, private mortgage insurance, which is required in one form or another, typically, when you put less than 20% down. Mm -hmm. So you were telling about your couple who came in, mm -hmm. and we're going to help them, uh, we're pre-approving them so that they can write an offer that is not contingent upon the sale of their home. Yep. And the tool that we are going to use to help them do that is called a bridge loan. Yep. Nothing but a fancy name for a home equity loan to yeah. extract the equity or some of their equity, pro, not all of it. Yeah, we can. We have people that we'll work with who will lend up to eighty percent of the value of the home, so if they have money to put down. All right. So now we were just talking off the air. We agree they should still write their offer to purchase with twenty percent down. Why? It's stronger that way. It, it just looks shows better the, to yeah, the seller that that they have the wiggle room to get her done. 
That's no right. matter what. But then there is nothing on the planet Earth that keeps them from applying for a loan with 15 or 10% down. Correct. Okay. In order to, you know, manage their cash more efficiently, just like I was describing in the retired couple case. So what are, what's the math for these folks? So they could keep, uh, let's say they just did 15% down instead of 20. They would be able to keep on a $300,000 house, $15,000 in their pockets if okay. they so choose. And the difference in their payment between between now having a schnibble of PMI and the cost of a little bit higher mortgage, 109 bucks okay. in payments. How much of that is the PMI? Uh, 36 bucks. Okay. So the rest of it is because they're borrowing more money, Correct. and then it's the $36. And I happen to know the answer to this question. People don't realize you don't have to pay PMI forever unless it's an FHA loan, in which case it's not really PMI, it's government mortgage insurance which does last forever, but when you get private mortgage insurance and it's a primary residence and it's a single family home, so this does not apply to duplexes. I have the number. I'm gonna say 42 months. Uh, oh man, I don't know about, uh, it would fall off automatically February of 2024. How many months is that? Here we go. This is with 15%? 66 now? months, that's 66? a 15%. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, no, I take, well, 54 well, months. Anyway. All right. So it doesn't last forever. No. In which case, that 36 bucks a month uh, drops off. And my follow-up story is going to touch on that, but we don't quite have time. So I'm going to give you one other nugget from last week's show. Well, can I just... The, and even the difference between 20 and 10% down is $215 okay. per month in yeah. payment. But you get to keep... Thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, let's do the math in on your that. savings account. Thirty thousand divided by two hundred bucks. You could just put the money in your sock drawer for a hundred and thirty-nine months, otherwise known as uh, eleven years. That's eleven and a half. Eleven years. and a half years. Hmm. That's Christmas of the year twenty thirty. That's right. Before you would run out of money on and, that thirty. And then bucks. remember, though, it really gets better than that because the PMI cost would drop off. Correct. At some point in the middle of that. Hey, remember last year, last week we were talking about the nine trends in real estate? And yeah. one that I left off, and this came to mind because your mother and I were in Nevada, mm. uh, where there are legalized marijuana. I've heard of it. And yeah, and pot shops and advertisements everywhere. Well, it turns out that marijuana in real estate is becoming a budding issue, as they said. Boo. In the survey. Mm. Because about 18% of leasing agents report difficulty with the smell. And about a third have seen addendums to leases which restrict growing or smoking weed yeah. on properties. Because, yeah, you can't get that. It's like smoke. Yeah. You know, it's like tobacco smoke, except it smells worse. I heard. Mm. So there's your update on that. All right. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the follow-up story on the uh, person we call Becky, not her real name, mm. who has the accepted offer. Um, after striking out eight times, we'll give you an update on that. When we come back, you're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So give you a little follow-up story here on a person we're calling Becky, not her real name. And I did mess around with the numbers a little bit, but you to preserve confidentiality, but it's in the same ballpark. So last Sunday, uh, Becky got an accepted offer. Hooray! After writing eight offers and failing, and, and so number switching nine to agents too. What's that? And switching and you're correct. Agents. And switching agents. The key to her success, we think, uh, was we helped her realize and quantify exactly how little it would hurt 
if she willingly overpaid for her new house by $11,000. Yeah. Okay. So once again, this was a person who came in wanting to pay, put 20% down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so uh, the first thing we did is showed her that by putting like eight, 19.5% down. Yeah. Because she qualifies for a moderate income 30 year fixed rate loan program uh, called Home Possible through Freddie Mac, the identical program, nearly identical, is called Home Ready through Fannie Mae. Yep. The pricing actually gets better when you put a little less than 20% down. So we showed her how she's a winner at that. And uh, then, guess how much it costs her? Uh, unless, and the purchase price, it doesn't really matter what the purchase price is, but if you go from, uh, if you overpay by $11,000 for this house, no, seven, 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 seven. $7,000 for this house. The answer is, you ready? 40 bucks in payment? No, 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 no. This is the cool thing. $19.95 because it's just the cost of the mortgage insurance. Oh. I'm going to lend I'm going to loan her the same amount of money regardless okay. of where the appraisal comes in. And she yeah. she wrote oh, the oh, offer. Oh. We showed her and her agent or suggested how to write the offer and amend the appraisal contingency. Cuz you normally, can do that. Yeah, you can do that, but nobody does unless you know, they get the idea from us or somebody else, Yeah, is, hey, instead of saying, because remember, she wrote the offer $11,000 over their asking price. Frothy. Right. They were asking, let's say, one seventy-five, and she wrote the offer at one eighty-six. And instead of stating the normal language, which, oh, if the appraisal comes in one nickel under one eighty-six, I can spike the deal. Yeah. Nope. She said, as long as the appraisal comes in at one seventy-nine. I'll keep going with the deal. Got it. I will continue with the deal. So in her worst case scenario, mm -hmm. it appraises out at 169, which then we have to use as a lender. Yep. That kicks her into private mortgage insurance land. And it's $19.95. So long as she wants to bring the same amount of money to closing. Right. Her yeah. other, but check this out. Let's do the math on that. Her other alternative is bring the 7,000 to closing, which was her first instinct. Yeah. Because she has the money. Right. But do the math on that. I did it for you. I did it for myself already. Uh, Seven thousand divided by the monthly payment difference of nineteen ninety five. Uh, it's never worth it. Three hundred and fifty months. That is just shy of the full thirty year term of the mortgage, yeah. and that's not even counting the fact that in this particular case it would drop off the PMI in three and a half years. Keep the seven thousand dollars in your pocket. So, and she is a smart woman, and so she once I showed her, she got it and said, "This is a no brainer." Yeah. So we're in the business, real estate agents. If you're listening. We are in the business of helping you and your buyers realize how to win in this still ultra-competitive market in and, the affordable price ranges. And how not painful it is to overpay. That's right. To win. This is where it really takes a team of people. Now, the other kicker uh, for Becky is that she had the home inspection. And I coached her up ahead of time and yep. said, if there is a problem where you just want to either reduce the uh, sales price or... Um, get a seller credit, do not ever write because of the problems in the bad basement. In the bad basement, or in this case, it turned out to be that the roof and the uh, furnace were at the end of their economic life. Okay. Never say because of the furnace and the roof are at the end of their economic life, we're lowering the price because yeah. they lowered the price by six grand down to 180. Okay. Wow. This is the result. Hmm. Don't ever say it that way. Just say, we're lowering the price from 186 to 180, and the home inspection is waived. Amen. 
in the end Goodbye. of it. Goodbye. Well, because if you do, then we're going to be sniffing around because yeah. you do not want to rub that into the nose of your friendly mortgage lender. So that one is proceeding along nicely. We're moving along to the appraisal. And I'll be curious to see if the appraisal comes in. Because the true value of the home is what are you willing to pay for it? You got it. It's whether it or not recently neighbors have sold to justify that value. As we all know, it is uh, count, it all depends on the comparable sales. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. It's time for another break. Uh, when we come back, I've got the fastest uh, and slowest selling municipalities in the five county Milwaukee metro area. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM 620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So in terms of uh, how fast are places selling, I know you're going to howl and, and slap your head and say no way. All right, but this is based on April home sales because obviously May's not done yet. Yeah. The average uh, person who closed on a single-family home sale in April, it took them 32 months from going on the market to no pushing way. oh see i told you no way and it took them on average 58 days which is 1.9 this is the astrology of uh -huh. real estate of going from listing to accepted offer and having all their con yeah all right i knew you wouldn't believe that fastest selling markets uh in april single family with at least 10 sales Cedarburg in 10th place at 35 days, City of Waukesha, 33 days, Whitefish Bay, 32 days, South Milwaukee and Hales Corners tied at 30 days, Muskego, my hometown, 29 days, Cudahy, 28, Jackson, 27 days, Greendale in second place at 22 days from date of listing until getting an accepted offer, and Greenfield, the leader in April, at 20 days. 20 days from there's a sign in the yard to I have an accepted offer. Uh-huh. Continuous days on market. At the other end, uh, slowest is Oconomowoc. Hmm. 5.6 months. Mequon, five months. Burlington, 4.7 months. This is just to getting the accepted offer. There is, okay. Delafield, uh, If you plant a for sale sign in your yard in Mequon, you are getting an offer mm, with, within a reasonable nah, price range. I'm, I was just talking to somebody, where was I? Um, at Doc Holloway's... Uh, Retirement party. Birthday, yeah, who is in the six or seven hundred thousand well, okay. price range, and they have been... Yeah, and Languishing? These, yeah, okay. other than Burlington. I don't know what's going on in Burlington. These other ones are, you know, well, Port Washington, 4.5 months, and Bayside, 4.1. Hmm. So um, it's not all going like hotcakes. Well, apparently. 600 is not the no. affordable price range. No, it's not. 650 okay. or 7, I forgot what the number was. Okay. So it's not all monolithic. David, what are, oh, I got one other thing before you tell us rates. Uh, we're lucky and fortunate and good enough that we end up doing loans for other mortgage professionals when they don't want to go through their own company, especially banks. Rego. Right? You don't rego or even that. You just don't want to show everybody their own stuff. Uh, we have a, a, a manager of a large mortgage entity who came to us and has done loans with us several times who just got an accepted offer this week. And he shared with his uh, loan consultant, Jaime Suro, he said, tell Brian, I think... The reason we got the accepted offer because they were competing against many others was the rock solid, the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval. Boom. So this coming from another mortgage professional. That's a high compliment. All right. So how are rates doing this Rates week? are great. 
Uh, on a 30-year fixed uh, with 25% equity on a $200,000 loan, 3.99% with just $995 in cost. APR is 4.02. Uh, if you're looking for that 15-year so that over half of your first payment is going toward principal, yeah. as you said, um, $200,000 loan, 3.625% on a 15-year, which is what? $995 in cost. APR is 3.67. Wow, that's so, come down. Yes, indeed. So, well, the 10-year treasury is only at, you know, 2.3. So they're trying to find yield somewhere. Right. Uh, I heard uh, Jay Farner from Quicken Loans uh, advertising for cash-out refinance and trying to compare that to don't put it on your credit card, do a cash-out refinance, which, you know, we would say, hey, you know, I know there are teaser rates out there at 1.99 on home equity. Emphasis on the word teaser. Teaser. That's going to last for six months probably. Yeah. And then it's going to revert to maybe prime minus a half, no. which would be 5%. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, depending on your credit score and so on and so forth, we can give you a fixed rate loan. Plus we will help you understand based on the balance of your current loan, plus the balance on what the new money you want to borrow. Yeah. Hey, if you did it on a home equity loan at five, you know, what would your blended weighted average interest rate be? Mm. We have that tool. Yes. And help you understand, well, you know, geez, we could do that on a 15 year at such and such a rate. And sometimes it's close. Then the other thing to remember though, even though the home equity line of credit rate is not likely to go up, uh, at least according to Fannie Mae's prognostications, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. which just another aside, they're calling for the real estate market to be pretty much flat this year compared to last year yeah. in terms of dollar volume of sales. And they're also calling, even though you just said 3.99, mm -hmm. Fannie Mae is forecasting 4.2 for the 30 year fixed rate well, we, for the rest we of the We can year. lend money cheaper than most folks. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And do we have different options for closing costs too? Indeed. Right. I, and for example, with the couple I was talking about, with the portfolio 15-year fixed rate on the new condo, you know, I was showing them um, 3875 with like $650 of costs, and then with this portfolio lender, it kind of jumped up quite a bit to like 2500 for moving that down to 3.75, sure. just one-eighth of a percent. And then even more, I think it was like $3,900 to get down to the 3.625, again, on this portfolio 15-year fixed money, which is different than what you just quoted. And they were kind of leaning towards paying the extra closing costs because over the 15 years, you know, it is cheaper. But then I pointed out to them, like I'm sure you've been doing to a lot of people, we might have a recession sure. in the next couple of years, and I might be able to get you that lower rate for free. Right. Give so me why a start. Money now. Yeah. All right. If you want to find out how much you can save with a no hassle, no social security number required refi checkup, you can click on the blue button. If you would like to get started with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval letter so you can become a successful home buyer and have Acunet on your team, you can also click on the blue button and you'll find that at accunet.com. That's all we've got for now. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.